Hello and welcome to episode number 231 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. Not much to say in this intro. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. For various schedule reasons, we took two weeks off because we couldn't go to all get together. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm not a huge fan of Zoom podcasts. Uh, we did a few of those more deep in the pandemic. We've been trying to get together more in person. And just just in general, we haven't been able to get together and do this. Uh, so you got a double-wide episode for this one. Uh, not really that much to plug except to say, if you like this podcast, please let us know. Hit us up. Leave a review on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends. Uh, at NerdProQuo on Twitter. NerdProQuo at gmail.com. Let us know you're listening there is, there is, I promise, because I keep saying this and I keep saying that if I say it enough in the intros, I will actually get around to doing it. There will be more content going up on the site, uh, especially as we are hitting the spring, more of the outdoor science like hiking type stuff. There is definitely going to be a video review for those of you who are at all into the outdoor stuff. I'm going to be doing a whole video on hiking boots. And a lot of the quote-unquote lies we are told about hiking boots. I said that really sinisterly for no reason. In the meantime, enjoy this episode where we talk nothing about any of that. We talk Book of Boba Fett and a bunch of other random crap, as is always happens. And as is, as often times happens, we ran into one or two audio problems. You're going to notice uh, some a little bit of volume drop here and there. Just uh, some mic problems, and there's probably a part right here at the beginning, right uh, at the beginning, where there's uh, Rich's voice is probably going to be a little bit distorted. Or maybe not. We'll see when it actually gets all compressed. But uh, yeah, episode 231, Nerd Pro Podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. Sound like a stormtrooper. You do sound like, yeah, we all do. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to stop this, and I'm going to try and figure this out. Is there a new one out there? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're back. Okay, that's so weird. <laughs> I had to switch around the, the mic uh, pickups, because mm. apparently one of these is super messed up. No, uh, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Clone Wars have been around for a long time. Whatever, this is the foundation of all things good in Star Wars in the future. How the fuck are you not watching that? Or have not watched Because we live... Fucking, oh, I've got stuff to watch, all right? We live in the golden age of TV. There's so much to choose from. Yeah, and you could watch a lot of them at the same time. What's your point? <laughs> I think we've learned that we can set aside a lot of time to and, watch and, and, and legit, you could fit like three episodes of clone wars in the time that you are that you're kind of wasting watching uh stuff on apple tv on apple plus no i'm not waste of your time seriously. well i finished i finished the season you see that's what i'm fucking talking about the time wasted devoted to foundation could have gone towards clone wars <laughs> yeah, seriously. yeah yeah priorities man priorities and ridley scott is not that good <laughs> I, I like I like his style. Yeah, it's very Blade Runnery, very it's, alien. Ugh, it's heavy. I have I'm I have not abandoned Raised by Wolves. I have not. I haven't. I haven't even. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Um, but it was like, oh gosh, it was too heavy. You, you know what it is? I, I never finished season one, 
and it's just because there were always i mean maybe this is why you haven't watched clone wars there was always something i was more excited to watch like if you guys are not interested in foundation i i get that yeah like it's not gonna be everyone's cup of tea like i i'm i can i'm kind of a huge space nerd like i i love I love that kind of exploration beyond, you know, but I, be, I mean, I love, I love me a good Star Wars. I love me a good space Western that's pure fiction, but I also like, like more deeper philosophical uh, film and series that explore, you know, what civilization might look uh, like. So and here, that's, and that's, that's what I appreciated about foundation, but I get it. Like it's he, not, here, here's what I will say about Star Wars, Clone Wars. Especially, I would say, the first season, first two seasons, maybe. Because it is a seven, seven season, it is a lot. Uh, the first, like, two or three seasons are definitely directed towards a younger audience, I would say. Not as much as, say, Rebels, which I, could, I couldn't get through. Yeah, I uh, couldn't get through that either. It's just, it's just it, it just, you know. As much as there's stuff in there that they're also pulling from, for like future Star Wars things, Rebels is just too. It's directed at too too young and Not that there's isn't stuff that I love that's directed towards a kids audience. Like there's some shows that are fantastic uh, that are directed towards a kids audience. Um, but yeah, I will say, first two or three seasons of Clone Wars are a great thing to put on when you're doing something else. There's definitely a lot in there, but I, I, it's not something you have to watch hyper-focused. Yeah. But it's good to like get like a preview of like a lot of these characters that you'll be seeing in TV. And also, it makes Order 66 so, so heartbreaking because... It's so much more, it's so much seasons, more fucked up. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Anakin and so many Jedi are close with these clone troopers. They have names, they have personalities, and then that turn that was that was very emotional to me. And know? that and that it's even expanded upon even more in the Bad Batch that yeah. there is a series of uh, and it's it's actually pre-established in Clone Wars that there are not all of the for reasons that they get into that is like basically the overarching pl plot of the Bad Batch is why some of the clone troopers do not go through with op uh, with uh, Order 66. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's also like it, it adds depth to like Mandalorian when Ahsoka starts talking about how, you know, I've seen what happens when someone i forget what the line is but when, when someone loses themselves or something and it has that much more weight if you've seen clone wars and seen the relationship that she has with anakin through the seven seasons and also how that ends yeah uh heartbreaking yeah it's uh, this and if you love like jedi battles oh especially towards the later seasons with ahsoka yeah. And uh, Darth Maul. Oh my goodness! Just the choreography is just best fight I've seen in all of Star Wars happens in Clone Wars. Yeah. And plus, you get to see just like 
Cad Bane was one of those characters, return, uh, recurring characters in the seasons that I loved. You know, and he has a whole relationship with Boba Fett. That's oh, also I'm trying to kill you with my cat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just she zeroes it. She zeroed in right on him. Like, so we were talking about this off mic. It's you just are the weak link. I will kill you. <laughs> Every time Rich is in an apartment where there's a cat, the cat just just sens- senses he's the weak one and just goes right for right for your face, your weak, face. Weak one meaning highly allergic. Highly allergic. Yes, I uh, to clarify. You not, you're the only one aside from me. She's been this close to. You're the only one. Not she went. Jamie, she wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I give. I bribe her with treats, and she went right for your, right for the the what most the vulnerable place? area, <laughs> allergy wise. I'm gonna have to text Charlie. It's not my fault if you die. <laughs> <You're later>. <laughs> <laughs> why did you bring my? Why is my boyfriend coming home and he's he he swelled to twice his size? <laughs> Bright red. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all of that is just before we get into the main thing, we're going to all of that is to say that, like, and this is honestly for anyone who has really liked The Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett, we have talked about the fact that Mandalorian in particular, and uh, even more so, I would say, than Book of Boba Fett, it's just like a long advertisement for why you should go, you should watch Clone Wars. And I understand I have repeated this numerous times. I understand a lot of it is directed towards a younger audience. It is seven seasons. It's it, there are parts of it that are gonna be a slog. I, no, slog. I, I it's worth it. It's, it's totally not, worth it. it, it uh, Clone Wars is not directed towards a younger audience. It's directed towards fans of Star Wars. Cause okay, it's, yeah. a, it's a course correction. It's giving... It's making the movies relevant. The, the prequel movies, relevant. I didn't care about them. I was like, fuck all these characters. But now we have time to explore what happened between, you know, um, Anakin joining the Jedi and, you know, what happened in our Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah. so, so that brings me back to the point that I kind of disagreed with you a little bit. Uh, so we'll get right into Book of Boba Fett. The the early episodes of Book of Boba Fett, particularly, I think it's the second or third episode that has that whole, like, Eve <laughs> just made the shoot himself and blow his own brains out, of, like, the second episode. Like, Boba Fett's whole side story with the, the uh, Sand People, which to me felt a lot like one of the side episodes for, of Clone Wars, where it's just like, here's just a, it's just a story that is uh, about expanding the universe. It's almost not, even though Boba Fett is in that episode, he's like ostensibly the star, he's not really the star of that episode. It's really about, here's a whole expansion of the universe of the history of the Sand People. I think that's really what that episode is about. It's because before that episode, they were just basically like, yeah, they, were they didn't have their own. They were they were essentially like the the savages who live in the desert, and we they get were the side whole, characters. We didn't know much about them. Yeah, and, were, and, this, and Anakin episode, just like in the second film, just just murders them, and then we find out it's like there's a bunch of stuff in that episode that I was just like, uh, this is a it fantastic. It's like we find out they have an entire culture, 
you know, all these rituals around, like, you know, like, using their spears. The yeah. whole, like, where he, where he has to, like, they, they, the, the forging, the forging of that. The whole fact that they're the original denizens of Tatooine, and that Tatooine wasn't always a desert planet. Like, all of that is shit that's, like, I'm almost like, fuck Boba Fett. Like, I want to know more, because just as someone who's very interested in, like, you know, if you think of, like, our country, what this country, you know, the native population in this country, uh, and uh, particularly in that episode, uh, it, it, it I was reminiscent of thinking about the the aboriginal cultures in australia mm-hmm. there's a lot like i i really enjoyed that episode because it was like there's a lot to unpack here about what the what uh the republic and what the empire what tatooine might have been before you know the sand people became the sand people what the sand people became when all the crime syndicates because uh, there's a bit of that in Book of Boba Fett too. That there's like this, this whole thing that's like, of like the native population just being fucked by everyone, by the drug trade essentially because it's yeah. the spice. It's yeah. spice, which is totally look. Star Wars. So, um, it makes me laugh that George Lucas. I don't know if this is George Lucas's idea. But the spice trade in Star Wars is just, yeah, we're just going to not bother with the fact that we completely and utterly ripped this off of Dune. I like, was just going <laughs> to say that. Like, they don't, they make no quite, like, they just never address the fact yeah. that it's completely a rip off of Dune. <laughs> like, I, I was going to, no, I was going to ask, like, is there more historical relevancy on on the spice or is this just a rip off it's it's just totally they and they didn't even like i said i'm i was laughing about it because because it it does predate book of boba fett like the spice trade in star in the star wars universe but it's one of those things where it's just like they didn't even bother to call it something else like <laughs> I, mean, I, I looked into that i mean he was very blatant he yeah yeah a lot from dude you know, he did, but that's one of those things. Is like it's just, just blatant, just complete disregard. We're, just, we're like I said, it was like we're not even gonna call it something else. It's just gonna be the spice. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of blatant ripoffs, even though tomorrow we're celebrating uh, Christina's birthday with a and yours a, uh, with a mob theme, you know, get together. Um, I feel that I kind of did watch. The Godfather, thanks to the book of Boba Fett. I mean, pretty much it was like the Godfather. You know, some hits, uh, uh, a CD establishment gets blown up, you know. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I could see how you could say that. Uh, I mean, it's, he wants to be a mobster. A, a, a mobster with a soul, I guess. You know, he where he doesn't do drugs. You know, everything else is fine. He'll break some ankles, that's fine. But drugs... No, that ruins people. It's also, uh, I will say about the Book of Boba Fett, the, one of the things that they've seemed to, and we predicted this, of course, is they seem to, with the show so far, it's like, we're going to have a bunch of slow episodes because we saved all our money and our budget and our fight things 
for those last three. That, I don't, that makes no sense. You're not talking about like the Sci-Fi Channel. You're sure. not talking about some other network. You're talking about Disney. Sure. They have all the money in the world. They have all of our money. Yeah. And it'll keep pumping in. What I think was was a creative way to set up the connection of uh, a Boba Fett's transformation, but I feel that they just like missed. You know, it wasn't relevant. I didn't care. You know that much, um, and it was just. I mean, I, maybe it's just me. I just don't like Boba Fett at all as a character. You know, it's like I was interested once. You know, it became Mandalorian season two point five. Okay, you brought up an. Okay, I thought I was the only one. No, you weren't the only one. <laughs> so this is okay. So this is this is the this is the thing about Boba Fett, and I fe- I felt like walking into this, I felt like I was in the I would be in the minority, but maybe I'm not. So having watched Mandalorian, and now having watched Boba Fett, I'm not gonna say it's bad because it's not. And it's a different, it's a different, it's a different style. It's a different flavor. You know, it it was slow to start. A couple of first couple of episodes were, uh, they took their time. That being said, some of the stories being told were interesting, like the Sand People and and what was revealed in 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 each. But then, as it progressed through the season. I couldn't help but notice that the more interesting episodes were the ones without Boba Fett in them. Yes. I, that's, that's what so, I, so I, I, I think. So I think the error they made uh, was they made a decision story-wise and arc of the show to... Uh, and also, I think in a, a mistake in, in the name of the show, Book of Boba Fett, of only showing the Boba Fett who exists post him crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. Because as someone who knows Extended Universe, there's an entire, there's Boba Fett pre-ending up on Tatooine and being thrown into the the... Uh, the Sarlacc pet who is a total badass there's also the problem of when you have a character that the only things we've been exposed to of that character are him basically super briefly in putting the redone A New Hope where he's in that aside you only have him super briefly and not really and having one line in Empire Strikes Back and him in you know not talking a lot and basically having his ass handed to him in Return of the Jedi you have what happens when you have this character who seems so badass because we know nothing about him but we did see that in Mandalorian season two, the problem is we did not get that. Yeah, a through season through the book of Boba Fett, we saw him get his ass kicked by everyone. Well, that's the thing. Him making a bad decision. But but that's the thing. And I I think they would have been better served. And this is what I actually I was 
one of the big things I was hopeful for uh, that I was disappointed in was I would have liked to have seen more Boba Fett pre-New Hope. Pre, like, post-prequels where he's, like, a kid and post-Clone Wars where he's a kid. Like, you know, just have someone in the costume. I, I you know, Tamura, whatever, Tamura, whatever. I can, I, I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Like, you could have someone younger in the suit playing younger Boba Fett. Uh, and just don't have his have him because he is like a Mandalorian Mandalorian pre like Sarlacc pit. Just have him never take his have him take his helmet off. You could do some of those stories. They just chose to do a different thing, which I think might have, especially for those early episodes, might have been a mistake. Did they use the same actor from the films? No, because no, no. Jack because Jeremy because he passed. Oh, he's he's he was part of the um the, uh, the trilogy. The um, the prequels. The prequels, yeah. He played Boba Fett in a prequels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they did. Yeah. 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 The cartoon, they used his likeness for all of the Clone Wars. Yeah. For all the Clone Troopers. So he is a, definitely a picture in Star Wars. But my issue was the fact that, you know, you saw action in Mandalorian. Yeah. I, granted, I know you're not going to get all Punisher like where he's killing yeah, yeah, yeah. all the yeah. time. But I would like to have seen um, just a little bit more of him because you saw uh, Black Cassantin do kick-ass things. You saw um, Fennec Shan. She has, whenever you see her character, she does awesome things. But in this show, I'm like, you didn't even you didn't see Boba Fett do Boba Fett things till the very end, and I was like concerned. Does he still have it in him? You know what, what yeah. happened between. Uh, <laughs> What happened between, sorry, um, between uh, season two of A Mandalorian and now? Did he go soft? So, so my my thing is, I I agree with you, but I think that's part of the arc of this show. It's it comes up a lot. It, actually, it's they bring it up all of the time in the show. Is the idea of like, hey, you used to be people used to be afraid of blah 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 blah. Are you still that person? And I think the the whole arc of the show, whether it works or not, uh, I think we might be coming down on the the end that maybe it doesn't work. Is the whole arc of his character in the show is does he still have it? Is he still that person? And that's what I think that the the payoff for those last. That last episode is like, no, he's still a badass. I think part of, I think, like I said, whether it's effective or not is a separate question. But I think it's that is the central theme of the show: is has he been, has he gone soft? Has the experience of being in the Sarlacc pit, of getting his ass handed to him by Luke, like, has that all like made him just like just you know? made him soft uh and that's what we're supposed to ha- ha- uh find out i like i said i don't know i don't think if that's the story it seems like that was the story they were going for it's not really that compelling <laughs> to be honest no, no. because because the most badass moment and and it's actually so badass that it's almost like holy shit this is a scene out of not out of star wars this is like reminiscent of like 
you know that first when man when mando comes back it's like this is that some blade this is a, <laughs> this is something that i was like blade i thought i mean immediately what i thought of was like someone watched the night comes for us because <laughs> that's a scene right out of it i mean granted a lot less gory i expect to see that yeah and i'm surprised that they were able to pull that off that level of violence yeah i want i mean i'm kind of fucked up but i really want that in my tv shows and sure my sure sci-fi. and i just wanted more of that you know it's like you know yes you could be a contemplative person changing your mind i mean din Djarin is not a monster yeah you could see he's a bounty hunter but he does not have to hold back i mean if someone's gonna threaten him he's gonna protect himself why doesn't why doesn't that happen in the first few episodes where you just saw him more in a back to tank and flashback and in the back to the tank that's what um bothered me it's the fact that he's sick he's injured and that's all you see of him you know yeah in modern day interpretation yeah well but like i think like i said I, I i i don't think it was effective but the interpretation that i got uh when we were talking about this earlier was on um, a previous episode was that being in the Sarlacc pit really messed him up, both physically and mentally. And Luke handling handing him his ass really affected him mentally. I, I don't. I. That. But that's what I'm saying. I. I think that was the intent. I don't think it came across really as effectively the as they wanted to. What the, the, the fact that I got was the fact that he needed to find his clan, uh, his community. That's what he got from the Tuscan Raiders that being a lone wolf is not the right thing you know for someone his age he needs to change up things and be a part of a, and instead of being led by others to doing terrible things do something that's good for him you know preferably with a family and a community of people that he can rely on um so i like that i just did not enjoy the journey yeah no 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 i I, I, I think I enjoyed it definitely more than you do did, but I do agree with you that it's it's uh, those first handful of first they episode were, was a slog. They were heavy. They were heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The they first episode heavy. was a doozy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had to hate watch <laughs> those first few uh, four episodes. Um, but is it because of the direction of the story, or is it because of the character himself? I mean, like, well, well, I, get, but, but it's, I wet my pants see, in episode, what, five, when Din Djarin comes into the scene. It's like, that's his theme what, song. What, I'm what, happy. Well, well, the thing about that is what I was saying is the problem they had with this show was ex- if you've never read any extended universe stuff, like there's a whole like comic book miniseries. There's a handful of comic book series that are Boba Fett comic book series. The problem is they're all extended universe, so none of them are canon. Uh, and when you have a, uh, a history of a character that is all... Because we don't have any... There's no extended universe stuff about Mando I- either, but we had an entire two seasons to get to know that character. And also to get to know the Mandalorians, which is another thing that, like, if you've never read, watched Clone Wars or uh, or read Extended Universe, you have no context for any of that shit. Uh, but 
Yeah, and then like the direction they the that we get with the show is, is like we still don't have any context for that character, which is which is a major problem, honestly. If they're going to continue to use him, is like we we got there's no background. All we have is him briefly in the prequels, younger, and him briefly older in the original cheer, even more briefly. So in the words of Charlie, is this just a setup for not to blow up a Boba Fett as the next lead character in Star Wars, but just to branch out possible shows and movies in the future? Is this what this is all about? It's the mm. Marvel, the MCUification. So, so I, I, Star Wars. I don't think so. I think there are some characters in this that they definitely are going to come back to, if not spin off. One of them is quite obviously, uh, what's his name from, I have a mental block on his name, from um, Justified and... Oh, uh, Timothy Oliphant? No, his character. His character. Yeah. But Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, yeah, I know who yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his character's name either. Uh, whether that's going to be spinned off into a series uh, is a different matter. I definitely I think, think we're going to be... Yeah, I think we're definitely going to see more of him. I really hope we see more of that fucking... The new Wookiee. Oh, Black <laughs> Yeah, uh, I want... I want Because it's... It, you know what's funny? Anytime I see a new Wookiee, just because of knowing as as a huge Star Wars nerd and also from... He's, he started, what, in the books or the comics? I can't rem- I don't know. Because I've been like, when, the, when I saw a glimpse of that character and like, I forgot which episode, I like read up and went online to figure out who is he? Why is this such a big deal? And this is where the just the genius of Filoni just comes in where he's just like taking good ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From extended universe and trying to find a way to mainline them. Also, also like the, wo- the Wookiees dope. are a whole... Like, I know, uh, speaking of money, like, Disney having a shit ton of money, like, in the prequels when in Revenge of the Sith, they have the whole fight on Kashyyyk was because George Lucas originally wanted Return of the Jedi to happen on Kashyyyk, but he couldn't because he didn't have the budget, so he basically shrunk down the Wookiees and made Ewoks. Like, that's literally a thing. Like, that's really what that, what, yes. That's why that's in Revenge of the Sith is because they didn't have the budget to do it for Revenge of the Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi. So he literally just made miniature Wookiees on Endor, uh, and also because they wanted to sell toys, whatever. Um, but but the Wookiees are a whole thing, which is like, oh, man. And his backstory is pretty interesting. Here's what I think. Like, I would love to, I hope that's, uh, more than the Tim- Timothy Oliphant, like, I want to see a Wookiee show show about the Wookiees because they're just you want to talk about like a show that's about just like uh, and hopefully they don't fuck it up that's just about an entire planet of fucking badasses like the fucking Wookiees like and and look I understand that it's an entire show that might have to be subtitled because they don't they don't talk really they just make noises uh did you catch this speaking of potential spinoffs so you say something about the Wookiees. What about the sex lives of Jawas? 
Did you guys? That just threw. How? I never knew they were heavy. The hairy, I mean. You know, and they <laughs> they have interspecies relationships. I mean, I mean, look, interspecies oh. relation, interspecies <laughs> relationships is oh. is it that was a very that was a very funny, very gentle way. Of them throwing that because they've never been explicit about that in the Star Wars universe, but it's clearly something that happens, uh, because you have the what is it the the one the yes those species um Ahsoka not Ahsoka Tano species they're I, they're related yeah about, yeah. yeah they're like an entire yes yeah they they're like an entire culture that's like way like uh i what was it oh no i'm mixing it up with something else but star trek no 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 but 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 it it, it's just that like just gently alluding to the fact that like oh yeah, yeah interspecies sex is a thing in the star wars universe uh apparently i have not read it but apparently it's it's a big ass thing in the book that they wrote as like a a side thing for Lando's history, apparently Lando, like, gets it on with with everybody, everything in the universe. Apparently, like that was like a little bit of a thing that they they it was they didn't make a big deal about it, but apparently in the book where they told like Lando and Hans like story, but mostly Lando's story. So like apparently that dude just he's a he's the pimp of like of like multi species like macking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like he's like pan omni sexual that dude. Um every time. Yeah. Uh But yeah, that that was I mean, I can't help but think that that was uh if that wasn't written into the show that that was something that Amy Sedaris just like, uh, let's just throw I, this in. That, I was like I wondered if you guys picked that one up and I just Almost uh, spit take. But 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 which by the way, I hope she pops up again too. Oh, I love so. that character yeah. so. Uh, I mean, uh, part of that is just bias because I love Amy Sedaris. But that's, oh man, so good. So, uh, granted, we're gonna get into you know the awe moment where uh, Baby Grogu force slept into Dinjarin's arms and made me cry. <laughs> Um, what oh, what? the fuck is Luke? What the fuck is up with him? And the the choice, I didn't. Is it purposeful, or is he still stuck in the Jedi ways? Where, because I thought that, based on the Return of the Jedi, where his relationship with his father actually led to the balance of the Force, allowing them to defeat uh, Darth Sidious. Why is it still that feelings and affection are still a bad thing? First of all, he's not a true Jedi. He's just only partially trained. He never completed his training. Why is he forcing this on Grogu? So so there's two things I will say about that. Number one, we kind of see this in the new movies, the Luke in the new movies. Uh, and it kind of pulls a little bit... Uh, from extended universe is that post return to the Jedi Luke is time is trying maybe wrongly to rebuild the Jedi as they were during the Republic uh, in the extended universe 
I mean, I've only read so much Extended Universe stuff, but there is definitely an element in the Extended Universe of Luke make the fact that Luke is trying to rebuild the Jedi to what they were during the Republic is actually a mistake. I don't know how much they're pulling from that for that episode because uh, there's a lot to unpack in that episode. But I think that might be... Yeah, he's making Rogue make the choice because that's what he thinks he's supposed to do. Uh, whereas what I think is also interesting about that is it seems like Ahsoka is just like... That I didn't understand. I mean... That she's kind of still separate from that and being like, okay, you do what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, but the fact what she said to Din Djarin about clouding Grogu's emotions about... I did not see that. I did not see that considering what she went through with the Jedi in Clone Wars, where I didn't think that she was going to spout that duality. You know, I would assume that she would be one of the people who would um, embrace... You know, Din Djarin trying to have a relationship with Grogu simply because that closeness is something that's good. That that close, the denial of that closeness is what destroyed her Padawan. Well, not her Padawan, whatever you call um, Anakin. Because he was denied his feelings, you know, that's what led him to the dark side. And I was just, I didn't understand. Well, well so I, I, I don't know. I think we, and Rich, we'll, I wonder what your opinion on this is. I didn't read it as so much that she is because uh, is so the way I read that wasn't so much that she's trying to say that emotions cloud in general cloud things. I read that more as this is like, no, he has to make this decision. And I think if you're there, he's going to automatically choose you. So you need to not be there so he can make this decision independently. That's how I read that. I didn't read that as like, you can't be there because he'll be, emotions are bad. I read that more as, you can't be there because he, he needs to make a decision and if you're there, it, it's almost going to be like not a decision. Like it's, he needs to, come to that by himself yeah, he's a school teacher in me but yes he's 50 <laughs> but he's still fucking big but that's what I think she's saying is because he's a baby he's just gonna choose Din Djarin without you well, know yeah but that's not a bad thing I don't know. I agree. I agree. It's not a bad thing. That we, that we saw when he, he was witnessed to those Jedi being massacred by those clone troopers. Yeah. He wants that closeness. You know. Yeah. She saw that, and I mean, I just didn't get it. I mean, why traumatize a? Yeah, this this child is strong with the Force, but it's still a child. You cut him off from family. I also. I mean, look again. I think we might have read that scene a little bit differently. Um, but I think. She knew that Grogu was going to choose Dijarin anyway. So she was just... I, I, uh, for me, that's, that's more like a Jedi. I mean, look, it's... Making it's, him do the... Allowing the child to make the choice instead of forcing the choice onto the child. Yes, yes. 
that's, 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 that's how, how I read. Yeah, that's how I read that. And I, I think, I think at the end of the day, I definitely just from the way, less from how Ahsoka is in Clone Wars and more from how she's been portrayed in Mandalorian and in these episodes, she seems to be the person who goes like, I already know the choice that Grogu is going to make, but let's let that happen. Like I said, like him, let him make that, you know, get there on his own. Uh, and I also think it's why she's just hanging around, you know, because I think Luke at one point in that episode asked us, like, why are you here? And well, I, Because Star Wars fans need, Star Wars fans need to see Ahsoka next to her best friends. So. Yeah, but, but I also think, I mean, there's that. There's definitely that. But I, th- it's definitely fan service. But I think, I mean, look, I, I maybe I'm giving it too too much credit, but I definitely think it's more like she's there to just like here's another here, you know. Given my history with his dad, I can't not be here. Like I'm not going to directly be involved with anything thing that's go- going on, but I also can't not be present. For this, There's, she, Luke is, I guess, family, yeah, in a way because of her really close ties with Anakin, and then through Clone Wars, going back to this, <laughs> you see, <laughs> she pisses him off, um, at the beginning, but she grows on Anakin, and you see a good. I mean, I mean, I mean, Rich. If you haven't figured it out, we are just beating an, a dead horse <laughs> here. Our entire purpose of reviewing Book of Boba Fett is just to get you to watch. <laughs> because you see their relationship blossom. Where I hated Ahsoka Tano in the beginning, and from what I've heard from the creators of the show, that was on purpose. You want to see her young, sprite, um, and very eager, making a lot of mistakes. But you'll see throughout the seasons an evolution, the growth, uh, the maturity, where she's able to um, gain the respect of not only Anakin, but someone like Mace Windu, and even Yoda at times. Um, so yeah, I just this show just does a great service in terms of, like fleshing out is why sprites, people... sprites. What's it the what's the sparks nick... or is, I, I forgot what I know. It's been a while. I, since I, I love that nickname that he has for her. Yeah, um, um, it'll come to me. Um, but yeah, just like their dynamic, you, you see. I mean, I hate the actor who plays um, Anakin Skywalker, but I I know he's not voice acted in the he doesn't voice act the character oh hayden Kurnish, christensen yeah, 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 yeah but i started to like anakin yeah in this show uh because um, while the jedi turned their backs on her he stood by showing that, i mean of course he's going to go into the dark side because he is loyal so if he loves someone if he's down with you he's not going to turn his back on you he didn't do that to bad May, and he did not want to do that to his loyal padawan um ahsoka um, so I, this was just a great way of just like reinforcing that you should watch. I mean, I mean, but that episode with Luke, uh, I mean, there's just so many dude fucking Grogu doing like the little force flips. <laughs> yeah. Just... What did you think about the whole, um, the choice that episode 
on that planet. I mean, I, I, I do you like the Jedi? Because I am on on the I'm staunchly on the side of the Jedi are dumb. They're just as bad as the Sith. Well, it was not expected. That's for sure. Um, but I enjoyed it, uh, and I mean, I enjoyed seeing Grogu again. I don't know. I th- I think that it, it doesn't. Mm, I I think to to call to to call the Jedi. Mm, uh, unsophisticated is a stretch, but it, it's it, it's giving you a window, you know, um, into what Luke at the stage that Luke is in in that moment. Um, I I wish it. I don't know. I th- I wish it explored a little more, but. It, it, at least it's, I think the way I got it was that the way I, I took it was that he, it, it served as like an an, an epilogue of sorts uh, from Mandalorian, from where Mandalorian left off okay. uh, and showing how, you know, Luke is is living his life with Grogu and... Um, in offering him a major choice, but I also thought that well, I, I questioned the approach a little bit. Okay. But I'm like, all right, let me keep an I open mind. An angry text to this guy. I think I was like, what the fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but I. It but was. It was a little bit open ended. But is this is this is this really the beginning of the school? where we know at the end it's going to get destroyed. So pretty much we're finding out the origin story of the school that eventually will be destroyed by um, Leia's son. Uh, 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 Kylo Ren. Yeah, I, I, so I'd be interested to see whether they're going to... I think yes is the short answer to that question. And then Grogu just dodged a major bullet. Yeah. So I also, I also think... And again, it's a lot of this is just like subtext that isn't necessarily in the show, but knowing Filoni, I think it's sub it's subtext that if you're a fan of the universe you're bringing to it is I also think Luke just has because Grogu just looks like little little Yoda. I think he's bringing some baggage to that. And that's another reason why he's maybe not doing you know, uh, maybe he he gets better at. Clearly, he doesn't get better at it. Uh, if if we're gonna read that, you know, what happens with Kylo Ren yeah. as text, but I think some of its subtext there is just like this is a complicated thing for Luke too, because it's like, and I think they kind of allude to it in the because they kind of allude to Yoda. I think there might be like we actually hear Yoda or something. I can't remember in that episode. I might be wrong about that. But but there's I think there's some baggage that Luke is still carrying Yoda-wise and Jedi-wise because it's not that far. 
after Return of the Jedi. So I think he's definitely, yeah. I think there's some baggage there, too, which might be why he's making him make this choice. You know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I thought that whole episode, it brings up a lot of questions, but I think it's, I thought it was, it was interesting. Uh, and I also just, so just like last episode wise, every time that Grogu just starts to do that walk, and you know the walk I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's not necess- it's not the same as like his little adorable walk. It's almost like this strange little force strut that he has. It's just like every time you see him do that little walk, you're like, oh, some shit's about to go down. Uh, and shit did go down. Yeah, that dude. That last episode. That made... <sighs> All right. That redeemed the entire season. I agree. And I don't have that negative uh, opinion about the whole season, but that last episode was just like... It redeemed everything. Where, just like, the throw-off with Mandalorian and Boba, just side by side, like... Yes. 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 That was fun. That was fun as hell. You know what it weirdly reminded me of, and this shouldn't be a surprise, it it reminded me... uh, you know, and, and as much as it's it's not a great movie, but like the end of Iron Man two, where they're just like the different, which is like it's like I have a f- it, it, for Boba Fett and Mandalore is like I have a I have a, f- a flamethrower, I have missiles that shoot out of my knee, like it was that kind of like like yeah, I have a gun on my shoulder, ooh I have a laser I like Tony, it's kind of like peace, no not the Suicide Squad where they're trying to outdo each other, yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that episode was just the action was just like on uh, just on point in terms of what I expected to see from Boba Fett. I he is a badass. I, I and I I do think it was it was very it was very deliberate, like to save everything for the they. I think they knew that the epi- the because I, I can't I just because of like knowing what little I know about Filoni and. Also, the fact that, like, uh, you know, some of the, like, that, the Mando episode was, was, uh, that first Mando episode was fantastic, and that was, and that uh, pretty expensive. That was, but that was, that's, that's but that was, was a, very unique. D- d- that was, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. who directed that episode, and then, yeah. uh, oh, Rodriguez right. directed the last episode, so it's which, by the way, Robert Rodriguez directed several, several episodes, but, I speak, 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 speak of that last, that last episode is like, uh, I, and I'm sure, uh, this is either how he pitched it or how it was pitched to him. It's what if we did Desperado except in the Star Wars universe? Cause that's totally what that last episode was. It's fucking, <laughs> fucking like, uh, uh, El Mariachi or or any of the any of that tree, of uh, but I will say more so El Mariachi or I or mean, Star Wars is a property that is that translates well to his his strength. It's a western in space, Cr- yeah. get a criminal western in space. So it's just like yeah, and a Latino lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you can't get. As far as like a badass Star Wars image, you cannot get a better badass Star Wars image than fucking like 
you know, the fight, Boba Fett disappears for a while, and then he comes back riding the fucking okay, rank. Right. Or... It's like, finish him! And then he just tears <laughs> that robot in half. Yep. It's like, that hit all of the right. I mean, and when and when they set up that, like, in an er- like two episodes before that, I was just like, oh, he's made friends with the Rancor. I was like, oh, shit, he's got a Rancor. He's got... Danny Trejo didn't come back. But yeah, what was up with that? As soon as I saw Trey, I was like, yes, that's awesome. And then he's like there for like one scene. Well, it's because, you know, Rodriguez, he, Rodriguez could, just has could, to put him in. Because he's a trademark. He's like yeah. tra- trademark Rodriguez. Yeah. But I wanted to, Maybe I, they gave him too many, too much, too many lines because one of my favorite things, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite comments that I've ever heard from Danny Trejo is that he was on like Mark Maron on what the fork, what the fuck. And he played like his sponsor on, on Mark Maron's show. Uh, and he complained to Mark at one point because he kept messing up his lines. He's like, this is the most lines I've ever had in a row. It's like, they hired me because of my face. <laughs> just think it's, I just think it's hilarious. Cause that is true. it's, it's, I think it like, Star Wars, it's just like it's just they throw them in there because they, but it is a history of Star Wars throwing guys in that like that in something and then not doing anything with them, like throwing the guys from the raid in the fucking Force Awakens. It's like that's it. What are we doing? What are we doing? (laughs) Which, by the way, um, not the fight sequences are not nearly as good, but Fistful of Vengeance. Have you seen Fistful of Fistful of Vengeance? Just came out on Netflix. It is a hour and a half, or maybe a little bit longer. Uh, capper to Wu Assassins. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Need to finish. Wu yeah, Assassins. yeah, yeah. You do. It's 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 it's, uh, it's not a good show, but it's it's. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a capper to to Wu Assassins. Um, does not have Catherine, what's her name, who's in Wu Assassins, which is a little bit of a disappointment, but what are you going to do? Uh, but it has everybody else in it, and, and, and like one or two other. It has uh, the guy who was the second lead in Warrior, uh, the Cinemax show. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, who plays his friend. Not the main yeah. guy, but plays his friend. Okay. He's in it. Yeah, it's, it's another way, like Wu Assassins, it's just full of like, actors from all over the place that they just like Australian actors, South African, African, like just people who do just like, who, who do I know? Good in an action, a short action film. All right. Throw them in there that, that like two people know who they are, but okay, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, but yeah, that, uh, man, that, yeah, it made me, it was, they even made those stupid, the stupid, like, what if an like an '80s dance troupe was was a street gang with droid oh, apart, oh, with droid oh. parts on them? The, 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 even, the space Vespas, the yeah. Hipster. They even made them kind of cool in that last episode. I don't know. I, I liked know. it. Yeah, they were annoying. And look, can I just address one thing? Can I? Can I just this Boba Fett had the most punchable character that you just wanted to punch out. The guy who um, who just begs for mercy. The the the, the, the assistant to the mayor. The assistant to the, uh, assistant to the, the mayor. Uh, I, I thought he was funny. 
I thought I really enjoyed that character. Oh, I, I, pain. I, I enjoyed how annoying he was. How, he was how, yeah. I mean, he was very good at being very annoying. I'm surprised he was upright with that. So, so like the, the, the droid. Uh, so the droid. So uh, droid mod kids is because that's they're mod kids. They're the fucking mod. They're mod kids. Uh, like mod in the 50s, 60s sense of the word. Uh, but I didn't even think of that until just now. So they're literally the mod squad. Uh, but it was one of those things. It was like, okay, this is a cool idea. With you did nothing with it. You you didn't you didn't execute this at all. It's like I get I, I kind of get what they're going for, but they they were a little bit. They didn't fit. They didn't no, work. No, it didn't fit. I thought it was very. It would You know what? It, it was cheesy. You know what would have made it work? Same concept, but dirtier. They were too like bright colored, like yeah. the, the Vespas and all that. Yeah, yeah. They if they had dirtied that up a little bit, it didn't fit the setting. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was. A, that's what I mean. It's just like it's a cool idea, but if you're gonna do that, they they have to be like if they if they had, they had gone a little more se- steampunk, they uh, would fit in. Coruscant. On Coruscant, yes. In yeah. But that's yeah. But that's but, but, no, no. But that's what I'm saying, is they do fit on Tatooine. But if you're gonna do that on Tatooine, they can't look like they belong on Coruscant. Like, they have to be dirtier because that's what the they they can have like the droid mods, but they should be cheaper look. Everything should be cheaper and more beat up and fucked up looking. Gritty. Yeah. Gritty. yeah, yeah. Everything should be gritty. They, they, Literally, they're on a sand planet. Things should look like there's been sand in them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that was like, I like, but even in that last episode, I was like, okay, I get this idea. You, you, you executed it terribly, but, but I, which is again like the problem, the big problem with the show. There was a bunch of stuff that was just like early on was just like, oh, this is a, this is a good idea. I'm into this. It's just like, man, I wish you'd done this better. Uh, which is still Star Star Wars is still doing better than fucking Marvel. Um, that's a discussion for wow. another day. Shots fired there. I mean, that's ninety five percent Hawkeye. To be fair, they are just to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Another <laughs> okay. show. I mean, speaking of intervention, show that you, you both of you, but especially you, need to get more on. Uh, wait for what? Letter Kenny. <laughs> I've seen Letter, uh, Letter Kenny. Trust me, I've seen more than four seasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's they just had the tenth season, so it's, and you can zip through those episodes like they're that like they're nothing. Like it's yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I listen as you said. I was unsure about Boba Fett. I liked how it ended, and I'm hopeful that one. We're going to not waste time. Will he be part of Din Djarin's life? No. We know in season three, they're going to be together. Now, what's going to be the whole point of uh, season three? Is it just to like bring back his honor? Because now he's officially not a Mandalorian somehow. Well, for removing his so here's an interesting thing. If, we're, if we, were, we were talking about um, Clone Wars and... Uh, what's established in Clone Wars versus the Mandalorians that we see in the films and in Mandalorian the show, 
there's I I still feel like there's a little bit of a gap. Um because essentially the the the, Man, the Mandalorians as they exist in the Mandalorian are Death Watch. They're not Mandalorian as in Mandalorian like the Mandalorians the planet and all of that. But they're calling themselves Mandalorians, and they're claiming that this whole like warrior religion, which is essentially just Death Watch, it's not part of. Like that's it. The whole thing that's like I really I dig it, but if we're considering that Clone Wars is canon, it's a, still a little bit confusing to me because that whole like Mandalorian quote unquote religion, that whole code doesn't come from their planet. It comes from... Which is how they've deviated uh, from Extended Universe a little bit. I think in Extended Universe, that was more like the planet itself was more like that was the code on the planet. Whereas like the code, like this is the way and all that, that's all Death Watch. That's not... Well, yeah, but he's part of that, though. Sure. For him, and that's how intersect him and whatever they're going to do with um, what's her name? Katie Sackhoff's um, Yeah, I'm drawing Bo-Katan. a blank. Bo-Katan, yeah. Bo-Katan. I mean, you still have to, that has not wrapped up. I mean, she she along with Osoka Tana already has issues with the, the remnants of the Empire. So you need to wrap that stuff up. So you're going to find a way to like get him involved with what's going to happen with whatever the future of Mandalore is. I'm assuming like the Jedi Order is about to be rebuilt or some vestige of that. Maybe that's going to happen with Mandalorian society and then hopefully in season three. Yeah, I hope that. And I am also, like I said, I'm super intrigued to see what's going to happen with uh, Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan show. I'm actually... Oh, it More, more, yeah... Like, as much as both Eve and I, and I will say uh, Eve is probably more, as much as I'm just kind of like, fuck the Jedi, if they go the direction that it seems they're going to go with Obi-Wan, because we've already seen his life, you know, throughout Clone Wars, so they're not going to go over that part of his life, I think the show is probably going to be what happens to him, what is what is ha- what happened to him in the interim between the end of Clone Wars and A New Hope. Because uh, I I think that story would be interesting. I'd also be intrigued to see some of Obi-Wan's pre-Jedi. I doubt, I really doubt they're going to do that, but I'd be interested to see like Obi-Wan's, especially because of the stuff that, God damn it, Rich, you need to watch Clone Wars. Um, some of the stuff that like they allude to about Obi-Wan like pre-becoming a Jedi... Uh, I don't think they're going to do any of that, but who knows? It's Filoni. He might pull from that. Uh, yeah, I'm... As much as, like I said, I'm like, fuck the Jedi, I'm super... I am I think that show is going to be really interesting. <laughs> I'm excited about that show. Uh, especially because it might not be like Jedi, Jedi. It might be just like this person, this character, Obi-Wan. I mean, he's a great actor, and... Yeah, is it, is it going to be Ewan McGregor? Is that who's doing it? Yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, he's coming back. And Hayden Christensen is coming back as Anakin. Oh, boo. Well, I mean, it's not... It's not his he fault. Knows. He's Yeah. First yeah. of all, I mean, 
hopefully his acting has improved. And plus, well, you know, what's he's a good actor and stuff. What has he been in? Yeah, yeah. Well, Tamora <laughs> Morrison is not exactly. I mean, what's he done? Aquaman. Acting. He. he I mean, he he's one of those. So, here's one of those things. If you want to, here, here's a he, but but he has. But here's the thing about a guy like Tamora Morrison, is. Uh, you want to talk about like certain like ethnicities and stuff that like don't get cast in a lot of things. This is like, you know, he's gonna be in Aquaman because Jason Momoa. I'm surprised they didn't throw him into Hobbs and Shaw because there's only a there's only so many things that like given like the nature of Hollywood that you can and like racism and all that like that you can throw a Maori dude who's in his late fifties. You know what I mean? He was in a lot more stuff like if you look at his eye, he was in a lot more stuff like when he was younger, uh, a lot more stuff like overseas. You know, Australia produced and like. Uh, all that stuff but yeah it's i'm assuming just like maybe not hollywood shit but just like independent stuff i mean uh, yeah no he's he started with independent films i'm assuming that i'm guessing if he was still continuing to act he is he is i mean i can't think of stuff off the he was definitely in stuff pre-clone wars he was definitely in stuff post-clone i can't think of stuff off the top of my head because He's not a leading man type either. So he's played a lot of supporting small characters and stuff. No, he's definitely like I I know that he's I recognize him, you know, when I saw him in Aquaman. Oh, I didn't think I wasn't thinking, "Oh, it's Boba Fett from the prequels." That's not what I was cuz I have seen him in a bunch of other stuff. He's just played small roles. Like he's he's a character actor. So it's just like it's not. I mean, this might be the most aside from the prequels. This might be the most yeah. high-profile thing he's done in years. It doesn't mean that he hasn't been working. It just means that like he hasn't done anything that's been this high-profile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you could you could argue. I, I mean, it, it was hilarious that like um, Jennifer Beals didn't know until she was on set and like actually doing stuff that like she was working on a star wars show because that's how like secret they were keeping things they were like you're playing a, you're playing a, uh, a role you're gonna be an alien blah blah, blah. you're gonna be running a bar but like i read this like article it's just like she didn't actually know she was in the star wars universe <laughs> until like halfway through shooting just like wait a minute <laughs> like because they just you know they, they were trying to keep shit under the wraps uh but there's another person i was i was, I was like yeah she's been on the L word for you. I don't watch the L word, but that doesn't mean she hasn't been working this in. Show what the L word was around like in the early 2000s. Yeah, and she was one of the stars, so that's a little bit oh, different. Okay. But 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 it's still it's like it's almost like saying like oh uh the joke that uh what's her uh, Pam Pam Adlon had made. When she popped up on, uh, when she got that show, uh, you know, on FX, and there were a bunch of people who were just like, "Oh my God, it's so great to see you again!" You know, see that you're working again. What if you know? Because people are so accustomed, like on screen. Tamara Morrison might have already also been doing voiceover. I'd have to look through his IMDb, 
But like Pam Adlon was one of those people who was just like, she did that show, Better Things, and she got so many people. It's like, oh, what have you been up to? She's just like, uh, I've been a voice actor. I was on King of the Hill for 10 years. I won two Emmys. It's just wow. like, it's just like, because I haven't been on, yeah. on camera. Yeah, because like, you haven't been in camera, so people forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, uh, however we, we might feel, but it still reinforces that Star Wars seems to be, at least the show seems to be pushing in a much more interesting direction. Well, as of now, yeah, there's a good clear roadmap for Star Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm nothing excites me about the MCU roadmap right now. Um, none of the shows. So so so, so let's let's yeah let's let's jump into more movies. That so so Super Bowl, we got a glimpse of a bunch of stuff. So um, I'm I'm excited about the Doctor Strange movie. I'll I'll say that. Oh no. I'm interested about Doctor Strange. Yeah. I thought you were mentioning a Moon yeah. Knight. I'd, Moon Knight, I, I... I am not excited for Moon Yeah. Knight. I don't know. Give it, give it... The actor is the only reason why. Yes, I, yes, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I I love I, I, Oscar Isaac. Uh, mm-hmm. Given Hawkeye, I'm even more concerned about Moon Knight. Uh, because I'm just like, that's a... That's a I mean, they're like, from the preview it looks like conceptually they're going in the right direction but tonally i'm i'm worried uh i'm worried they're like like we've talked about like that disneyfication disneyfication of stuff which is like uh, i don't know if that tone mm-hmm. is gonna work especially with a character like moon knight because even mm-hmm. more than daredevil is batman without money and some superpowers. Moon Knight is Batman if Batman really was crazy. Like, you could argue whether Batman really is crazy. But Moon Knight is like Batman if, like, Batman had, like, a multiple personality. Like, just was, literally had, like, mental diseases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, had a mental disorder. Like, yeah. and also may or may not have a ancient Egyptian god talking into his head. Like... So yeah, it's I don't know. It's I'm concerned. I like I said I I love Oscar Isaac. I actually really dig Ethan Hawke. I'm I'm I I am the cast is solid. Yeah. I have to admit the cast is solid. Um but as you said, you know, that the Disney quality in the some of these TV shows. Yeah. It can it will work with some characters. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do if it's right for movies. So, so you weren't, you didn't, you weren't on the last podcast, uh, and then we'll get to like all the DC stuff um, uh, that also got uh, previewed in the uh, for the, like the Super Bowl. So we were talking about the fact that uh, we're not. Sh- I mean, we're we're pretty sure they're going to keep doing it because it keeps ma- it's still making them money, but that the Marvel formula for stuff you're starting to see the cracks in that and so many like that just because it's been making you money doesn't mean that it's works for all of your characters like uh and you would have thought that you know black widow would have been include them into that you would have thought 
that like Hawkeye. I mean, Hawkeye people seem to enjoy and watch. So I don't know. I mean, here's what I'll say. However, you might feel about Eternals. Eternals was actually a break from that formula. I, I'm not. I don't. I actually appreciate that. Yeah, I, I just don't like the characters. I I don't either, but 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 but, but 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 I will say, uh, I upon repeated viewing, repeated viewings of Eternals, Eternals actually holds up a little bit better for me, uh, if for no other reason than there's some really interesting stuff that's done in that film that's outside of the Marvel formula that that I found interesting. Yeah, it's and the biggest stumbling stumbling block is that the the characters just aren't that you know uh compelling but rich i'd be i'd be curious to see you know to hear what your opinion on this because i feel like the the marvel formula might be starting to falter a little bit uh i think so yeah i do agree i don't i think that not every character works for the series format um I'm really scared Actually, if they if you want if I try one of those. Yeah, no, those are mine. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, I'm actually because I love me some Daredevil. I'm I'm really I'm actually I wasn't before and now I'm kind of terrified of what's gonna happen with Daredevil. Uh, based on based on Hawkeye, I'm really scared. <laughs> I mean, as you said, Daredevil is you don't have to go Frank Miller. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, he's a character that does not kill. I if they hit it right with the cor- action, the martial yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, but you can't have characters like him. You can't have characters that are just buffoons when we yeah. know they could be so much that they're greater depth. That it's okay to show them being probably not hard or violent. But fearful. You, they have fearful to be interior, and, and they really. I mean, the the longer because I haven't gone back and watched Hawkeye. Like the more yeah, that last, that. the more that last episode pissed me off because I'm just like, you made him into a fucking joke. So irritating. Uh so that being said, um, like I said, I'm still, I'm ex. I'm not super excited, I but I'm definitely excited about Batman. I'm just I think I just might be a little lukewarm on the character. Um yeah, you're definitely lukewarm on the character. But uh, it's, I'm it's I'm an exciting direction simply as, because a, a, as I said a, I've you know having one this is not a origin story for Batman. From what I've heard it's going to be an origin story for, for a villain. So sure, sure. Riddler and I'm curious to see how they do Riddler when I all I when I think about the Riddler I'm thinking about the um, Adam West uh, Jim Carrey sure. Riddler yeah. over the top so I'm I mean I've seen Dark Riddler yeah in yeah, yeah comic books definitely but I've never seen him like that in an actual movie so I'm curious to see I and it's, and the cast is superb I've, it is i don't know paul dano but i've heard good things paul dano is incredible yeah um little miss sunshine he i, I mean he's one of those actors who uh 
who is great in everything he's been in. At least everything like he's amazing in Little Miss Sun uh Little Miss Sunshine. He's incredible in There Might Be Blood. <laughs> like he's so good. Yeah, he plays the priest, the the preacher in that. He's he's one of those under underappreciated. Yes. He's he's been very under the radar, very underappreciated. Actor, never heard of his name. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. That might that might be that might be deliberate. Like he was in Prisoners. Never heard of that. That's directed by (laughs) Denny Villeneuve as well. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's he's with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal in that, and he (sighs) he is. I agree with you that Paul Dano is one of those. He's one of the young actor, younger actors that we have. That it's like. He is so. I mean, there will be blood. He kind of had. He did get. I think the the credit that he did that he deserved. But he was also, unfortunately, acting alongside Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. And as amazing as an, an actor as you can be, you, you're still going to be second, second fiddle you're to gonna, Daniel Day Lewis. Always, always. Um, but. Yeah, uh, Paul Dano's and and uh, yeah, I him more than maybe anyone else in that movie is the guy. I'm like, ooh, I want to see what he does, <laughs> what he's done with this character. Uh, His specialty has become like dark, twisted that is characters. Why I'm excited. Sure. Because, I mean, I you may not like Batman, but you have to respect his coterie of villains. sure. Um, and the fact that Warner Brothers does a good job when it comes to casting their villains for at least Batman films. So, so, you know, so, so I'm kind of excited about that. I know that you're not a fan of Ezra Miller. I am, I am... I don't hate him. I, I don't either. It's the, the stain sure. of the Justice That's That's fair. I agree with you. That being said, when I was talking, when we were saying that, like, I'm Luke Ward on Batman, I love Barry Allen. Just as a character. So that's why I am more excited about the Flash movie. Even, even given all of that, I just, I love, not just Barry, I, I love Wally West. I love Bardow. I love the Flash family. Like, as far, if we're talking like DC characters, uh, the whole like science thing, the whole, the speed force and time. Like, I love the Flash. Uh, it's he is one of my favorite DC characters, uh, and I love Green Lantern. He's just a much more difficult character to pull off. I think I love Green Lantern because I love the spacey. I love the idea of like it's uh, space cops, uh, and the fact that like they're given one of the most powerful the lanterns in general, not just the Green Lanterns, but the lanterns in general. It's like it's the it's driven by emotion. It's one of the most powerful weapons in the universe, and it's this tiny little ring. Like I love all of that stuff. Uh, I just think that the lanterns are so much harder to pull off as a movie. Uh, they're doing the show, which I think is. I think a even, show makes the most. Sense. It does, but I think it's going to be even more hard to pull off. Is it going to be live action or animated? It's live action. But it's HBO. Yeah, yeah. So it most likely it's going to be good. Who's going to play? Well. They haven't. They haven't. I mean, There's been a lot of rumors around that. I think they're keeping that pretty close to their chest. 
evidenced by what we've <coughs> seen so far, especially when it comes to like Peacemaker. You know, HBO may not have like a lot of shows, but whatever shows that they do have, it's done to superb quality. You know, and I am I'm, I have faith that HBO I I I also like well. Green Lantern. There are I don't I couldn't tell you off the top of my head who would be a great person to be a showrunner on that show. Um, not Jeff Jones. No, no. <laughs> but no, no. But but I do believe if you had got the right guy with the right or woman or woman with the right. Uh, I mean, the only people I can think of is maybe one of those people who uh, run one of those like crime shows like the cop shows like i think that would be interesting i don't know who those people would be but like to have a legit like like as much as i'm not a fan of like crime procedurals i think it would be a really interesting take if you took that formula and put it in space with like power rings that's not that's not no, but 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 there's ways you could scale that up. Like you know, you could. The I mean, with the Green Lanterns is that they deal with like large issues. Yeah, they're yeah. Not, they're not local. They're not your run of the mill street cops. You know, they deal with like interspecies. Yeah. Inter. Yeah. I don't know if I have to scale of that. I mean, the biggest show that uh, Warner Brothers did was Game of Thrones. I don't. Honestly, I don't know how you do that. But that's what I'm saying is is I think the way you make that work is you almost do like uh, – you have to scale it down somehow, I think. Yeah, I know. You do. Uh, you can't have them fighting parallax or something like yeah. that. You could maybe have parallax be the undercurrent like – the big bad that is running through the entire series or something like that. But I think what you have to do is like, you know, it is sort of the green lanterns are sort of they're beat cops in space, but because they're in space, what it means to be a, I think like, this is an interesting take. It's like, what does it mean to be a beat cop when you're beat is an entire solar system. Like, I think that's an interesting, that's a direction they could go with that, is, and to have, you know, so if they're going to focus on one of the, which of course they're, they're probably going to have to, one of the Earth Green Lanterns is just like, how do you deal with someone who has never, who basically their only perspective has been, since that point, has been Earth. And all of a sudden, they're like, they're a police officer for the for an entire solar system for an entire sector in that like that's where i think the show could go where you could like scale it down a little bit almost like men in black but not funny yeah. okay. you know what i mean or even funny because that's part of green lantern like you could it could be you know men in black if the men in black instead of having all their gadgets had a power ring you know it's just like i think there's a way to make that work whether it'll be successful is a whole other thing um, well, it's still in planning phases, so I'm sure that they're... Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Black Adam will be fun. I'm not excited about it, 
But it's and the it's the it, yeah that's, it's the fucking rock. It's it, but that's gonna we be Hobbs and Shaw. That's gonna be a movie. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah yeah. Oh yes. And then from those the the little previews, I'm just like I don't know what movie they're going to be in. I'm like disappointed that he still sounds like the rock. I mean, granted. Yeah, but there's nothing there's nothing you can do about that. It's like when you it's like when you cast Jason Momoa as Aquaman. You're you're going to get Jason Momoa. You're not going to get you're not going to get Arthur Curry from the comic books. You're going you're going to get Jason Momoa. Like that's just how that goes. I don't know, but he is supposed to be someone who grew up in what Mesopotamia. I mean, make an attempt at an accent or maybe change his voice somehow. It's the Rock. There's nothing you can do about it. But I will say what ex- what excited me about those uh, less so seeing Hawkman. I don't know which movie Hawkman's going to end up in. Uh, Hawkman isn't that interesting in a character. Uh, oh, he's wait. He's in Black Adam. I, he's in Black Adam. Yeah, he's they, one of the, the people. He uh, Black Adam. I'm assuming he's going to kick his ass. Yeah. I mean, uh, need to find need people on his power level ish. To mix it up with. You know, I mean, I I think that the the Sanagarians are interesting. I've always found this. I'm extremely clean, clean okay. I'm extremely by extremely extremely biased because of Justice League and Justice League Unlim- Unlimited. I know, but what I'm saying is, like Hawkman, I was kind of excited to see him. But what what I was gonna say was like because of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, I'm incredibly biased that I love Hawkgirl. But I think I love Hawkgirl because I love the Hawkgirl from Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. <laughs> Just because that's a great... They made her a great character um, in that show. Uh, and uh, Faith... I actually... So no, uh, the Magic in the DC Universe. Uh, Sh- Shazam was great, but that's not the reason why Shazam was great. But I do think that like the whole like you know the Lords of Order and Chaos... That was a whole. I don't know if you've watched the most recent season of uh, Young Justice, no. but there's a big thing. It's all about magic and like the balance between order and chaos. It's what the, the really? and it's what that these see, this on her planet. It switches uh, once they get off Mars to uh, yeah. It, it switches to magic and yeah. Doctor Fate. I, I love Doctor Fate. I love all those char- the magic characters. I love Doctor Fate. I love. I love Constantine. I love uh, Santana. I like. I love all the magic characters in the DC, DC universe more so than than the Marvel universe, honestly. Uh, yeah. So I don't really. I've always felt that Marvel did a better job fleshing out its magical characters or magical realms. I don't like when I think. Yeah, there are some magical characters, but the only one that really stands out was, for me at least, Etrigan because of some of the cartoons I've seen him in. Sure. And I know of Doctor Fate, but I just thought he was like a corner version of Doctor Strange. Uh, he is. So the difference between magic in the DC universe and in different and the Marvel universe. The Marvel universe, there's magic. But it's definitely, uh, and they've expand relatively recently. They've really more delved into this, uh, but it's definitely like integrated, uh, really heavily in, into the Marvel universe as a whole. And what I, one of the things I always thought 
I always found interesting about the magic in DC universe is because a lot of that, some of that like Constantine originated originated in the Vertigo uh, thing and not the mainstream like DC superhero universe. Oh, yeah, Vertigo. I forgot. About. Yeah, that a lot of the and Sandman has a lot of like a lot of the stuff, the magic. Aside from Doctor Fate, who's occasionally been like a member of the the Justice League, but not really, is that magic in the DC universe is almost like an entirely separate world from the rest of the DC universe, which is why I always found it was it was kind of interesting. Even like Fate is like uh, you see this in the cartoons, especially in the most recent uh, Young Justice. You see that he is he's almost like. My job is to. I am, you know, I represent the 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 Lords of Order. So really, like all the superhero stuff, unless it affects the balance between order and chaos in the universe, I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> like I don't get involved. It's just like, oh, Doomsday is here. You're not you're not gonna see Doctor Fate show up because he doesn't. It's not his unit. Or any of the other, like, magic, uh, with the exception of Zatanna, because she's different. But, like, her father, Constantine, it ain't going to show up unless there's some weird magic shit going on. Like, even, like, Swamp Thing and things like, you know, those characters. Again, like a Vertigo character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's a whole... All those also ma- a show that I really liked. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I really that dug that. the reason why I bought... What, what, at the time, was DC Universe was it the DC Universe? Swamp Thing was great. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Swamp Thing was great. No, the recent, the show. most recent one, not okay. the movies. The most recent show that was no. On but DC. I remember the Swamp Thing comic okay. on yeah. DC. Uh, yeah. So when I saw Doctor Fate, I was just like, "Oh, that's cool," because he's clearly going to be Black Adam because that's also Black Adam's like magic. Um. So yeah, I'm psyched about that. Um. Less so, Batman coming up pretty soon. Really soon, yeah. It, next week. Yeah. Uh, gonna try to get we're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna have to figure that out. Um, because I am excited. You join us. We could do it uh, upgrade style at Alamo or something. Yeah. You know. You're not allowed to come unless you've seen a handful of episodes of Clone Wars. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, wow. Sure. And, wow. And then we'll apologize to Charlie because, you know, it, it, I, I doubt she really needs to be watching Clone Wars. It's, but I'm sure she'll keep herself entertained. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, is there anything else? I can't think of anything else. Um, Aside from the fact that recently I, I really wish that Apple had kept the, the, uh, the home button on their, on their phones. Uh, mostly because I love my iPhone 8 and it is extremely frustrating to try and educate my 80-year-old, 80-something-year-old mom without a home button. She needed a new phone. The Google phone was not working for her. You could get the older version, like the iPhone, the iPhone 8 still works. And I think there's going to be... She went to the Verizon store. They gave her the most recent one. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But cause she could have gotten like an SE. Yeah. I mean, get you just return it and get a different one with a home button. Not, not in a Verizon. You can do that in the Apple Store. Yeah. You can't do that in a Verizon no. Store. They give, they try and give you. I, but I will say, because uh, I, I nudged her towards because my sister and I both have iPhones. Even without us helping her, uh, 
I've always, I mean, as much as I've shit on other Apple Apple products necessarily, uh, the phone there, there, the iOS is so is just more intuitive <laughs> than anything else out there. Why people like it? I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, Android is popular. It's in more phones, but I mean, I like simplicity. Simplicity. I know for your taste for what you do media wise you like to tinker which is why you windows and the windows eat and android ecosystem makes sense to a lot of people but for for, for computer no 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 for computers yeah that makes more I sense i find that android and windows are cut in the same cloth allows for great customization i, I, I agree um, it's more for the enthusiasts who like <laughs> to do their own thing but if you just want someone to tell you what to do i i will i i will i will say that i am like that for everything except my phone oh okay uh my phone i appreciate much more of this i also have like you know apple music and all that so it's just for the purely for my phone having that all of that and I didn't used to be this way, but I definitely have grown to being this way. Uh, yeah, iPhone is definitely, uh, particularly like the iPhone 8 with, that still has the home button. It's just so much more. Yeah, it's... Enjoy while it lasts. Yep. Home I button know. is going to become a thing of of antique so so here's so here's the thing and uh i'm curious about what your guys and we might have talked about this a little bit and then we can maybe wrap up but i'm curious like you know technologically technological wise because i've been helping my mom out so much uh basically doing tech support for old people uh i found that one of the the biggest issue i've run into uh, or one of the biggest issues is that so much because of the prevalence of like touch screens and all that is that having and why bring brought up the home button and you're saying it's going away I was just like oh man like I get sort of why they're doing that but having some having tactile response to what you're doing that isn't that it's actually like a physical, tactical, you know, tactile response from your fingers. I, I think that's a mistake. I know that it's that it's you know it's not going to change. I know that that's you know where technology has gone. So I'm what I'm saying is a doomed thing. Yes, old man, continue. I, I <laughs> look. I understand that, but but that being said, I feel like. Like, there are certain things that, like, they should have left tactile. Like the home button. Like, smart screen, it's fine. Like, but so much of that, it just seems like... They're not going to get rid... The fact that they're still the SC shows that they're not going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're probably going to do is, for those people who don't want the bells and whistles, they'll probably have, like, the simple version. Yeah. I mean... I, uh, Android comes in different varieties, and I think what iOS is going to do is just like have like the basic for those moms and pops who just well. But here's want to here, but 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 easily call their. But but here's the thing about that is the from using my mom's. Uh, I think she has the thirteen now, 
She has like the most recent one. That's a lot of power for her. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it depends on like I'm, I assume she has the 13 and not the thir- 13 Pro. It's the 13. Yeah, yeah. The 13. It's a regular yeah, 13. But 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 here's what I'll say about that. You know, as someone who is, there are things like the way you have to swipe up to hold and swipe up to yeah. to swipe things. I'm just like, this is not. That's not doesn't make sense for older people. It doesn't just not make sense for older people. No, the yeah. tact, the actual motion of that and doing that, I'm just like, this is not I well designed. This no, is not well no, designed. No, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying because, uh, my parents have a similar experience, especially my dad, who is in his late seventies, uh, has, you know, we have an Apple TV, like they have an Apple TV and. The Apple TV remote. Oh, that shit! Is the Apple TV remote, similar to the iPhone or an iPad, you have to swipe. You have to swipe to navigate the menus. You have to swipe to move from one app to another, like the iPhone. And it just, uh, you know, I, I it doesn't click I, with I, me. No, no, but that's not. It doesn't. I'm it, not even talking about that. I'm talking specifically. Just to exit. So specifically the way – no, no, no. This is very specific to the way when you are – so you have like apps open mm-hmm. and you're holding and swiping up so that you can close those apps. Mm-hmm. The way that operates on the, on the 13, I'm like there's – I don't think – the way it actually, the way you actually do that, the where you have to put your finger to do, like, oh man, there's a way. It's to, not. It's not necessarily a long press, though. So. You're it, not pressing. You just. It isn't. It isn't. How you swipe? It's a swipe. There's a slight delay in order to allow the other apps to be revealed. Yeah. Gives you the thing, and it's if you're not, if you. Uh, if you are very if you got like weird thumbs or fingers i could see a lot of people struggling with that i struggled a lot with that when i first got my phone but that's what i'm saying what what i was what i thought of is almost immediately when i was doing that when you're saying when you initially got it you struggled with and i was just like man apple this the way this is done i know you get used to it but i was just like man you guys are usually so good at making this intuitive and making this really easy, this process is not that. It's just like there's something like there's moving, moving, moving. No, actually, that process is not new at all. No, it isn't. And it's not even apples. It they isn't. Barred it. You know what? It, where it comes from? It comes from Palm. Yeah. It comes from way well, back. It, it comes from way back when Palm came up with the. Uh, I th- it was the Palm Pre, I think it was, and it had its own proprietary OS, which was WebOS. Yeah, and WebOS had this thing, this feature called Cards. And I, I remember when you swipe. I had a Palm and, very briefly. And when you swiped, the cards would oh, show yeah. up, and the cards were the apps. Yeah, and then. You know, Palm died and WebOS, WebOS died with it, and Apple borrowed that so, whole so, so same the reason, the reason why I bring it up is because, uh, and the reason why I found that specifically disappointing, 
and frustrating. I was just like, man, normally, like, so many of the other things on the phone, Apple is usually so good at making this, making things like that very intuitive. This is this is one of those things. It's like this isn't an intuitive. But this gesture is, is hard to do, though. Without what, what, without a t- without a. Do you know what I found from? But but you know what I found, it is. But you know what I found, and maybe this is an option on the phone that I didn't look into. Uh so when you get it, you have like your text messages and all the the three that are lined up at the bottom of there. Mm-hmm. I think what would solve that problem is just move that up a tiny bit. And it makes – I noticed specifically from doing it with my mom and why she would have trouble with it. And look – and what I was thinking was like old people are going to have trouble you know with this, but do. I don't think old people are the only people. But you yeah. know about the, the ghost home button, right, that you can add? I did not. Okay, this might be in- – So in accessibility, mm-hmm. if you go to your accessibility menu, you can, you can set up a, a floating home button – Okay. That's similar to the physical home button, so that it floats on the screen, and you could put so, it anywhere. So, so I, that's interesting. Let me see. Hold on. But again, I feel like that I've seen people do that. I, I didn't know. Actually, I've seen that button. I didn't even know that was a ghost home button. Yeah, it existed. It that. it existed for when people, and this is part of the reason why they got rid of the home button, because uh, a lot of. Mm, Many people were going going to get their iPhone service because the the home button button became unresponsive. Yes, and it became unresponsive when they had dirt or mm-hmm. sand mm-hmm. or all kinds of debris. I get that get lodged in there, and that was part of the. So, but but my issue again is I feel like this is a thing that I think. So maybe it's because I've been doing this with my mom a lot, but I feel like so much of what is being designed is designed for like hyper dexterity and like younger people that they're forgetting that there's an entire segment of the population. Like you're saying, why is the ghost home button a ghost home button? Why not just make that part of the home screen? Like why make that an extra thing? Yeah, but just make it when you X out of your app that the home button pops up again. Like, just I I understand. Look, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe is, maybe I'm being naive that this is more button. difficult well, than I'm making it up. But it seems like a simple a simple thing that could have been done that they chose not to do. Well, it's the technology. I mean, they're definitely going to have like an yeah under the screen version of a home button. I mean, they're working. Because yeah, it's not it's not a perfect solution. I mean, yeah. you're right. It's not a perfect solution. Um, That's why I was like, yeah. I was just like, I when you said it, it took you a little while. Yeah, because to, to, to get used to to get used to it. Trained with the home button, it makes it sense. is it is a learning curve because I mean I I come from the eight. Yeah, I come from the iPhone eight when I upgraded, and I, it was a bit of a learning curve. It you have to like get you do you have to re you have to your your muscle memory has to get used to it yeah but what helps is the haptic feedback that you get sure yeah yeah. so that's helpful 
Yeah, but you know. I don't. I don't know. I, I, to me, I like, like I said, because I, I, aside, given like my issues with Apple and but how much I like the iPhone. When I saw that, I was just like, oh man, that's kind of a bummer. This seems like when you were saying it's like it's a learning because like it seems like a little bit of a design flaw. Then, yeah, like I, you released the phone too soon. I, I like you. Re- you should have waited to put out your. You already on the L- iPhone. 13 it was just like why didn't you just wait a little bit fix all the uh, fix all those issues not, and then put it out as part of the fixed, fucking 12 i know all that fixed schedule. i know yeah yeah whatever um <laughs> but i i will agree that especially for older folks it's it, it's difficult to to you know wrap wrap your mind around or get used to but but just generally i mean look i know this makes me sound like old but but just but but just it's so much technology but but i think it's it does but i also think it's an issue is that so much of touch technology rewards hyper dexterity and it's not just restricted to old people like Having trouble with hyperdex, like let's like really. So our basic thing is like, you know, because we think of having a like a lack of hyperdexterity as being like, oh, you're old. I was just like, I don't know that that's restricted to interestingly, old people. My, interestingly, my dad loves, and because I, I, I just set one up in the living room, he freaking loves the smart speaker. So that's that's the other. So I did. I I mean, I'm not I, super I, into them. Yeah, I put I a, li- a Google. I, also I put a Google assistant uh, in the living room, and he he's he at first he was he wasn't sure, and then I kind of like guided him. I'm like no, you like literally, you can ask it anything. Yeah, and those are like, great. I I mean, look, like, I, his mind I, is blown by it. I also I also understand that I'm super biased because I like tactile things in general. Uh, unrelated to uh, age, I just I like I I have smart uh, I have I, smart I, li- I have smart I have no 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 I imagine you using a phone with a rotary dial <laughs> with the rotary no. dial I mean you make a joke. Uh, no, but what I was going to say is we have smart lights in our apartment that I can turn on and on with my phone. 85% of the time, I still press the, I don't use the switches. I still press the button. There's something I don't – maybe it's like a reaction to like that the pandemic made, made that even more so. It's like we don't want to touch things anymore there's just something in my brain it's just like i like being able to touch it it's come from a lifetime of reaching for a switch to turn on and off the light yeah but i i also think that some of that is uh i will be sort of vague about this but some of that is the idea that when you have everything that can all almost all of your lights or your um, your electricity stuff that can be turned on and on, on and off with your phone or with your voice. That if there is anything in your apartment, like a light, that cannot be hooked up to that, if you're really hyper accustomed to 
using just your voice or your phone to turn on and off things, that light or anything else that you have to physically turn off, suddenly it's like it's invisible. It's like, oh, so that's just never going to, if if I don't physically turn that off, it'll never get turned off, which makes me a little concerned for like, there's stuff that still operate. I mean, look, again, it's old man Jamie. Uh, but like, if we have like smart stoves and shit like that, it's just like, oh man, I hope they don't make that so that, we can automatically turn shit like that on and off, which I know there are some, I know for a fact there are some apartments and stuff that have shit like that. And I'm just like, man, we shouldn't do that. I know that that's because if you can't, like, if you are forced to physically turn it off, it makes tacti- tactile things make you more aware. Is basically, yeah, I think that's what my point on is. On the flip side, you can check that shit pretty easily. Yeah. That is you true. Always that is true. Remotely, I mean, I've been at work where I can see. Oh shit! I, I mean, I mean, I mean. Look, on. Nest, the Nest, like smoke detectors and everything. Those are super fucking dope. Yeah. Like that's the other side of that argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that like, yeah, you can't shut your stove off, but if there is a like, it'll let your phone know, and you can be like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that guy to you because I was like, it's been on my mind. I, think I needed just... to vent. Oh, also, I should apologize. Um, okay. I've complained a lot about the HomePods. It's worked. The issue with my HomePod was the fact that I paired it with my Apple TV. And I read it. there's still a glitch where if you pair it up with an Apple TV, it, I guess it doesn't function as well as it should. It doesn't. Once I've no, no, no. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, my only we have HomePods. Uh, my only gripe about the HomePods is, which I'm sure they'll upgrade at some point. Uh, is even at full volume, it's they're not that loud. They're they're not. They don't unless you get like unless you get six unless you get six of them they don't fill a room. I don't know. I've, I've, the volume control and the sound isn't that great. Uh, like I said, I'm sure there is, there's other versions of the HomePods that are made by other companies that have that better. I'm sure Apple will upgrade that at some point. I don't think it's probably a priority for them, but I'm sure at some point they'll make, they'll make like a HomePod Pro Audio Pro or something like that that'll improve that. Uh, yeah, we have HomePods. I dig them. Um, I don't use them all the time, but yeah. If I'm doing something in the living room, we have them in the living room. Uh, I often, because when you do it from your phone, it'll turn on the one in the living room and the one in Dan's bedroom. Uh, and I just have to quickly like shut that off because I don't want like to put music on in the living room. And oh shit, he's got Slipknot in his room that he didn't expect. Um, <laughs> or whatever band I'm listening to or podcast. But yeah, it's... yeah. I I might get more of them for that reason, just to have them like have one in my room. I have a little like wireless speaker. The I forget what J something J Win I think. Oh. The little clip, the JB clip. Yeah. Actually, is surprisingly like it's comparable in sound. I think to the HomePod, uh, and similar. Like you can just like select it the same way you do like wireless headphones. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I dig it. 
they're just not it's just not voice activated well, I'm not really a voice activated person anyway like I said tactile yeah but I, I think we're good yes yeah. we have discussed everything um, <laughs> so far so, yeah so, I'll, I'll just I'll sir, just mm-hmm. let's get back to the point uh, oh boy what's yeah don't give don't roll your face don't, don't roll eyes <laughs> oh boy listen listen I'm a teacher don't make me disappear <laughs> all right all right I will use Charlie I will weaponize Charlie give her some <laughs> beans or whatever and mm-hmm. she'll go to town farting on you all right <laughs> so what's the status update on the clone wars it'll happen oh, God, you <laughs> we're gonna hold you down it'll happen <laughs> so many things Why do you hate good things i like all good things i'll give it a shot but before we close uh raised by wolves i've just started season two the without giving anything away season one finale was a little bit bonkers but good yeah i'm Uh, like two episodes away from the finale yeah it leaves things on an interesting uh sort of cliffhanger but i just started season two it's good uh it it answers some immediate questions that we were all left with at the end of season one. Uh, the characters are strong, um, especially played by the two leads. That's the one thing I thought was it didn't it didn't come together to me for me as much in the first season. They grow on you. Okay. Give it, yeah, they grow on you. Uh, some of the kids, I feel like, if anything, I'll say that the 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 kids are their characters. Hopefully they'll be more fleshed out. They weren't, with the exception of Campion, um, the other ones were were kind of like I felt like they fell in the background more more than anything. Uh, and then my my big issue with that show, character wise, is the kids, even Campion. Um, they didn't th- honestly the the two people who like stole the identities of the they were the only people who felt like actual characters yeah. it's the biggest this is the biggest flaw i think that's was my biggest stumbling block well, in the it, show yeah, is I that none of the other I characters felt like actual because characters. of the two protagonists you have to understand they're androids yeah well they're, no but them that i understood so, but it, I that's where the their their acting chops. I have to give them all credit because they're they're supposed to be emotionless. They're supposed to be uh, cold and calculating. But as the season progresses, you it, it, they grow on you, um, and they're both. Despite the fact that they're synthetic beings, you would expect them to be perfect in in what they were designed to be, and yet they they have imperfections. Sure. Uh, and just really quickly, I'll throw out two things that are on Amazon. Well, three things that are on Amazon. Uh, Legend of Vox Machina is super entertaining. It's an animated thing done by the people who did Critical Role, uh, like the role-playing like thing on... Geek, Geek and Sundry, it's like an animated version oh, of that. 
a lot of the people who did the voices for Critical Role do the voices for the show. It's a good mix of like action, fantasy, and like comedy, like perverse comedy. Uh, don't know if either of you guys watched, uh, you know, Magnificent Mrs. Maisel, but that's back. Uh, uh, and just super randomly, just because I discovered it apropos of nothing, it's a movie that came out in 2017 that's on Amazon Prime called, uh, what is it called? Uh, Almost Anything, or, oh man. So, it... It is a movie in 2017 directed by Terry Jones from Monty Python. Uh, the voices of all the Monty Python guys play aliens. It's starring Simon Pegg and Kate Beckinsdale. And the premise, it is uh, a galactic council of aliens give a random dude on, a- on Earth, played by Simon Pe- Pegg, the ability to do anything. Like, he just has to say that, something, and then he waves his hand, and it happens. And it, it is, it's like an hour and like 45 minutes, and it's super entertaining. Rob Riggle is in it. Uh, Robin Williams, I think they recorded his voice before he passed because the movie clearly came out after he died. But, like, uh, yeah, he does the voice of, a, like, a dog. Super entertaining. But, yeah. Any initial thoughts on the Rings of Power? Haven't seen enough of it. I'm excited, but I read the Similarian. We'll see what they. We'll see what they do. You read the whole. uh, Yes, I I did. Salmarillion. Salmarillion. Yes, I did. Uh, Man, I would. I would not recommend it. (laughs) That is a task. It's not. It's not like your le- it's not a leisurely read as no, I it, thought it, it would be. It, no, it's a, essentially you are reading in en- the encyclopedia of of the Lord of the Rings universe. That's I got they- <laughs> I got about halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I, I had to stop. I tr- I treated it kind of the way I treated it was kind of like if I was reading like a nonfiction history book, mm-hmm. except it's the Lord of the Rings universe. Like that's basically you're reading a a a, a history textbook. But it is the Lord <laughs> universe. That is what the similar, yeah, similarity is. Yeah, but I'm curious about the show. I mean, you know, Amazon threw a shit ton of money at it, so yeah. yeah I'll be checking. I don't. Ha- I don't even have Amazon, but I think I'm. I might get it just for just to follow that one. Sure. All right. I think we're 